The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Alan, unfortunately, our top story this week is the death of Stanley. We lost him a couple of days ago, and I think we knew it was coming. It was kind of sudden, though, because he wasn't sick or anything that we knew of, like he wasn't in the hospital or anything. He went to the hospital Sunday evening, and he passed away Monday Monday morning. Oh, I didn't know the details on that one. Uh, Yeah, they still don't know, or at least I haven't read anywhere, if they know what exactly he died of. I'm just assuming it's old age, but there's always some other thing like something stopped working i guess right usually when, when, when older people pass away yeah when if you looked at his instagram account every here and there you know before he died obviously he did these little personal videos and you know he had a really airy breath to his voice you know like hard time breathing and i think early in july he was admitted to the hospital for pneumonia or something but yeah yeah it's a, it's a big big loss it's weird because i i think you know, obviously because of our podcast I, I i haven't talked this much about stanley in a long long time yeah. this year it's just kind of sad it was it would have been nice if he made it through the year but you know he lost his wife joan last december and they were together for almost 40 years or something like that or even more mm-hmm. no well he was 95 yeah he might have been together like 70 years i think some some crazy big number right and yeah you know as as what happens with a lot of these older couples when one goes the other one doesn't usually hang out too much longer right but the the famous people, their sympathies have been pouring in, and you know, just a lot of a lot of fun stuff out there. I've been seeing in regards to the celebrity sharing stories about him and things like that. You know, for Stanley, you gotta think for us. You know, we'll call ourselves nerds. It's come a long way. You know, like when you and I started reading comic books, no one really knew what we were doing. <laughs> you know, you yeah. didn't really talk about comic books, toys, and uh, here you are, you know, 2018, the master of comic books, and you got every big name person in Hollywood acknowledging Stan Lee, which, you right. know, if you were to talk 1990, I don't think that would happen. Well, even, yeah, I mean, you got to think about when he was going big with Marvel in the 60s when he was creating all these characters that, you know, comics was an underground thing. You, If you're an adult, you didn't talk about reading comic books or or things like that and you know even us in college we used to kind of like hide our bag of comics when <laughs> that's we were right you'd walk you know, from the it, car to the to, you know we'd hide our bags underneath our jacket yeah it was weird it's it, it was almost a shameful thing and it's come such a long way and the fact that he is really like the only creator to hit the high t hit because i mean how many hollywood people know the other creators yeah you know yeah. As, as wonderful as they are, you know, do they know who a Marv Wolfman is or an Alex Ross is? And, sure. You know, these kind of guys who are who are great in the field and wonderful creators. But to reach the heights, the pop culture heights that Stan Lee did, uh, is really incredible. It really oh, it's is. it's amazing. Yeah. And he's a major reason that we do what we do in regards to our show and a lot of people. A lot of people. He. It's weird to think about how he influenced our lives and you know we never met the guy well you met him but we never had any real conversations with him oh yeah yeah Yeah, it's just weird that you know something that he started you know 50 years ago at this point how it resonates and and influences and inspires people world round every day yeah yeah and you know you got to look at the torchbearer would probably be kevin feige you know i think Mm -hmm. he cares as much about the marvel universe as stan lee did 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, they share that same vision, you know, respecting the characters and doing doing things right. Unlike, and the fans. You know, yeah, and the, the fans, fans. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, you know, Alan, as you know, we did a special episode the night he passed away. So if anybody wants to hear our, more of our personal thoughts about it, they can go listen to the Weekend Geek Special Edition, uh, Stanley. Yes, sir. All right, Alan, our next story... The Disney streaming service has officially got a name and a lot of details. They released a lot of details about the service, which we're going to go through right now. Uh, The official name of the Disney streaming service will be called Disney Plus. But instead of using the word PLUS, they had the plus sign. So it's Disney with the plus sign. And they released a lot of news. As we know, The Mandalorian is kind of their flagship show. It's, you know, the John Favreau Star Wars series. And along with that, we have some casting news regarding The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian will be played by Mr. Pedro Pascal, probably best known for his role as, I think his name is Oberon, in Game of Thrones, and most recently in the Netflix series Narcos. He was, I think, in the first three seasons. Oh, really? Narcos. Oh, great show. If you don't watch, it's a great show. Hmm. But Pedro Pascal, he'll be playing the Mandalorian. Also cast is Miss Gina Carino with an unknown, don't know what character she'll be playing. She was last seen... I know she was in one of the Fast and Furious movies, or maybe two of them, and she was definitely in Deadpool one. She oh, was really? The female. She was the female bad guy in Deadpool one. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and she was a. I think she was an MMA fighter. Right? Yeah, I thought she was a wrestler or something. Yeah, she might have been one of those. But yeah, so she's in it, and this is technically rumor, but they're saying it's being reported that Apollo Creed himself, Carl Weathers, will have a job, uh, a role in the upcoming series. <laughs> Can't I chuckled to when he told me that. I, I kept saying, what? <laughs> oh, my God. What if he plays like a really old Lando? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. wearing uh, Lando in his red, white, and blue cape. <laughs> All right. Also, on the Disney Plus channel, Disney, shockingly, I, I didn't realize this, but they own Marvel, Star Wars, well, I knew that, Pixar, National Geographics, and the Muppets. So they're saying that all of those different properties will be uh, you'll be able to watch on their channel, including. Oh, I'm sorry. And they also said that any of their properties that are on other streaming services, they'll slowly be pulling away and putting them on their services as whatever current contracts are up. Makes sense. Right. So I'm starting a rumor here that Iron Fist and Power uh, Luke Cage. I'm sorry. I was going to say Power Man. That Iron Fist and Luke Cage were canceled by Netflix and Marvel so that Marvel can put them on Plus Channel. <laughs> I don't know. No, dude, That's, those shows are bad. Come on. Are bad. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe it'll move Daredevil and Jessica Jones over. Yeah, and Punisher. Yeah. And Punisher. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, but that's so it's pretty cool because it'll be one-stop shop to see all your all your Marvel movies will be there. All your Disney cartoon movies will be there. Along with uh, a host of them, they have, and they announced more new shows. They announced a Rogue One series focusing on Cassie and Andor. That's crazy. Uh, I was honestly, not expecting that. No, I didn't, no, that came out of the blue. Like, there was no rumors about it or anything. That is crazy. And it's going to star uh, Diego Luna, who starred in Rogue One as Cassie and Andor. Obviously, it takes place before the events of Rogue One. They pre- Zombie I mean, Ro- Cassie and yeah. Andor. <laughs> Rogue One established him as a, a rebellion, I guess, spy, right? Who yes. kind of did dirty things if he had to to get the job done. Right. So I'm assuming that's what the show will be about. There's also going to be a Monsters, Inc. show. Well, a show based on the Oh, Monsters. I wonder if they're going to have a, what's that guy, KT, K2SO? Wasn't he in ties with that robot guy? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, There's going to be a Monsters, Inc. show set in the Monsters, Inc. universe. I'm I'm assuming it's going to be a Pixar-type show. Of course, there's going to be... We said The Mandalorian. Oh, and Loki is official, too. Yes. Loki's official. Tom Hiddleston says, yes, we're doing it. So, that's not a bad slate. You got The Mandalorian, Loki, Monsters, Inc. show, uh, Casting Andor show, Plus all the Marvel films, Pixar films, the Scarlet Witch, right? The Hawkeye. Well, it's still unofficial. All the okay. stuff's unofficial. The only official one they announced was Loki, and Tom Hiddleston said he will be in it. No, come on, dude. Listen, listen to the streaming service. I mean, Disney Plus. Look at all that content, and then Warner Brothers. What is it called? DC's. What is that called? DC Universe. DC Universe. Yeah. Whoa, this Disney one looks really appetizing. I mean, I think I'm in on this one. Yeah, I might be on that. You're right. I think I might just get rid of cable and just start buying streaming services. Yeah, that's I, nice. Yeah, because uh, you look at Agent of Shield. You're looking at. Man, oh, I didn't even think about that. All the TV shows would be all going the to cartoons. Disney. All yeah. the cartoons. Amazing wow. friends, bro. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> High def. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Muppet Sue. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So Disney Plus. I might be in on that one too. Unbelievable. All right, Alan, you know what time it's it is? 5.21 p.m. Yes, one of us goes to 5.21 p.m., but it's also time to... Hit it! Hit it! <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, quick hit it! Oh, must be getting sick. <clears throat> it's that time of year, Alan. Yes. November 16th, this Friday. You know what happens that day? My birthday! It is your birthday. Happy 50th, <laughs> man. Mother effer. <laughs> well, that and the uh, Fantastic Beast is coming out. Hey. hey. So, uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Did you see the first one? I did not. Oh, okay. I liked it. It was a little weird for me. I don't know. You know what it is, man? I never understood why I never gravitated toward Harry Potter. I know it's huge. I understand why. Like, I can even watch the films and enjoy them, but I just never gravitated to the universe. Uh, same here. I am um, exactly yeah. the same way. I mean, it's there. It's I, I don't I haven't had that strong pull like other trilogies like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. This is just one of those that, that doesn't grab me. But hey, my daughter loves them. Uh, she's read the books. Lots of the huge following, man. Huge following. Yeah. yeah. You going to take her to it? Yeah, if she wants to. Okay. I'm down. All right. Well, that, that's supposed to be huge this weekend. They're predicting like a, something over like 100 million for the weekend. Okay. Which I think would be insane for November. Right. All right. Quick hit. Quick hit. Speaking of box office numbers, you got some Venom numbers? Holy crow, yes. Now, you know, you and I, we did a, a very special Venom episode, and, you know, we, we gave our thoughts on it, but, oh my goodness, Venom says here, Venom throttles $700 million in Wonder Woman, propels Sony to $2 billion overseas. It is the best since 2012. Who in the world would think Venom would be making this kind of money? It overtook Justice League. Yeah. It made more than Han Solo. Okay. Because remember, Han Solo didn't even make $400 million. Oh, right. It opened in China to record $111 million in one weekend in China. Oh, Lord. It's insane. <laughs> I don't get it's it. Venom. I don't get it. <laughs> I, look, it was a very serviceable movie. Maybe I'll even watch it again when it comes out on video, but wow. Yeah. It's insane. This, yeah. 700 million worldwide. So the thing is, the news is that this might put 
in jeopardy of Spider-Man ever fully coming back to Marvel because now that they know they can, now that Sony knows they can successfully do Marvel movies. I mean, I'm sorry. Now that Sony knows they can successfully do Spider-Man universe movies. Yeah. Why would they ever give Spider-Man all the way back to Marvel? So someone needs to chime in here. What? I mean, if you've watched the movie and you've loved it, I'm just so curious. What is it about that movie that garners repeat viewing? Is it Tom Hardy? Is it because it's Venom? Is it because it's just an awesome movie for yourself? You know, it, it's got to be one of those things. You know, yeah, that's we, a great. What was that? I was going to say, it's a great question. Hit us up on Instagram or on Anchor if you're a huge fan of the Venom movie and tell us why. And we're not saying you're wrong. We're not saying we dislike it. We're just saying we don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I, like you know, we both said it was entertaining. We, we didn't yes, dislike it. It was it was a fun movie, but come on. Seven hundred yeah. gazillion dollars. Well, I think you're overstating a little bit, but <laughs> 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 yeah. So good for you, Venom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good for them. All right. Okay. Stay on movie news. A new trailer came out. Did you see it? For Toy Story 4. I didn't. Okay. It's weird. It's they're all holding hands and they're kind of going in a circle. And you see each main person. And there's like this old time song playing. And it ends with like a spoon. It's like a spork, actually. A plastic spork. But it's got like googly eyes and... And pipe cleaner arms, and like someone made it into something. Okay. So, like, I guess that's the toy or whatever, and he's freaking out. He's like, I don't belong here. He's freaking out. <laughs> okay. But the funny thing is, there's a trailer reaction. The next day, they came out with a trailer reaction with two characters in the movie played by Key and Peel. If you guys, if you voiced by Key and Peel, you know who they yeah. are. Yeah. And they're, they're just doing, they're like, one's a bunny and one's a chicky, a chicken or a chick. It, that's pretty funny. The trailer reaction was pretty funny. All right. But yeah, Toy Story 4. I thought they were done with 3. That was that whole... Yeah, I thought they were done too. This is why I'm I'm, I'm so hesitant of, of investing myself in this movie. You think it won't be as good because you thought it was over? N- no. You know, I, I said my goodbye. I mean, you know, oh, c- kind of like yeah. Last Crusade. I, I was I was happy. It was wrapped up in a nice bow. I didn't think it needed anything more. Yeah. But uh, hey, these things make a lot of movie. Hence Crystal Skull. I mean, it makes a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Um, I, I, it really bugs me when they say this is the last time we're doing something and they go and do something. <laughs> you know, because it, it's obviously a cash grab at that point, don't you think? Yeah. But, hey, if it's good, good writing, it's entertaining, eh, why not? <laughs> Whatever. All right. The Deadpool PG-13 rating has an official title and official dates it'll be out. It's going to be called Once Upon a Deadpool. It's going to be PG-13. It'll be out from December 12th to December 24th. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be bookended by two new scenes featuring Fred Savage. How cute. Right. So they're doing kind of a Princess Bride ripoff where <laughs> Deadpool's reading a story to Fred Savage, who's sick in bed. That's cute. Yeah, it should be funny. Yeah. But here's something I didn't know about. Hmm. $1 of every ticket sold will go to a charity called F Cancer, but they actually use the whole word. Oh, so. oh really? Yeah, but for because it's PG thirteen, they're calling it fudge cancer. Okay. So yeah, every dollar for uh, one dollar for every ticket sold. We'll oh, that's cool. That yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's only going to be out for ten days, up against Aquaman. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to go see it. I might maybe go. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Right. You got some news on Xbox. Ooh, for all you gamers out there, 
and I know you're out there, Xbox One keyboard and mouse support arrives today with November's update. So what does that mean? Well, it means a lot if you're a gamer. You know, there are a lot of you know there are a lot of guys that they're on the fence between PC consoles and you know the Xbox consoles. And you know, when you play with if you played you know gaming on a PC, you know that with a mouse and the keyboard, things are a little more accurate, things are a little more quicker uh, versus the regular controller. So they're going to have that out for a couple of games. Fortnite, the big game right now, will have that kind of support. But they will be dividing you guys. So the, the keyboard and mouse guys will not be mixed with the controller guys. They're going to split you people up. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I know a lot of people that I know that are PC gamers and will not go to Xbox because of the keyboard and mouse. So this could make a, a little change for them. Now, why are they splitting them up? It would be a disadvantage. If you if you have a control over a mouse versus a controller, the mouse will win every single time. Really? Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, uh, that's the reason I don't PC game, because you got uh, the keyboard and the, <laughs> the mouse. <laughs> I'm not coordinated enough, I guess. To work well, think of it this way. If you're using your mouse and you want to you know, dial in on a particular thing in your website, you could do it pretty quickly. Mm. You know, with, with your controller, you know, it's maybe it's a little bit harder to dial in, especially if you're a newbie. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I'm glad they even thought about that to keep them separate. It's pretty yeah. smart. All right. Quick it. Quick it. Uh, the Death of Superman and the Reign of the Superman animated movies. A Reign of Superman coming out in January. Death of Superman, we did a review on uh, The Nerd and Me a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Take a listen if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, they're being released in the theaters for one day each uh, in January. The Death of Superman will be out on Sunday, January the 13th. And the, the Reign of the Superman, part two to that, will be on Monday, January 14th. If you want tickets, you go to Fathom Events. Yeah, and that's that. And then the, the Reign of Superman will come out on video, I think, right after that. Very cool. Yeah. Again, Death of Superman, really good. Hopefully, the Reign of Superman will be good. Yeah, we did a special episode on the Death of Superman. That was way better than I thought it was going to be. Way better. Yeah. And I think we really liked it because we were surprised by it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Uh, well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm hoping Ring of Superman will at least be near that. Yeah. All right. All right. Quick hit. Quick hit. Game of Thrones final season has finally released. When they're coming out? When it's going to start? The final season will begin April of 2019. All right. So I am so excited for this. That last the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones have been awesome. I'm sad it's the last season, but I, uh, some good stuff should be happening, hopefully. Cool. See some really good stuff. April 2019, Game of Thrones season series finale. Johnny Quest, Alan. Lego Batman movie director to helm Johnny Quest film. The guy in the name is McKay. Oh, wait, isn't he the guy that's going to do uh, Nightwing? I think so. Adam McKay? He, is it Adam McKay? Chris McKay. Know. Chris. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I get him. Adam McKay does a lot of comedy movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, he is uh, developing a Johnny Quest movie. Now, I'm not too sure if it's going to be a live action thing or a cartoon like it was originally based on the 1964 Hanna-Barbera thing. Uh, but I'm really excited about this one. This is if you've ever watched this cartoon when you were a kid, it it had a uh, I don't know. I, I call it more of like an all right, I don't want to say adult theme, but it seemed like more of a serious cartoon 
than other cartoons Saturday morning. And uh, so, yeah, they are producing that one. They're trying to get some big name actors to to star as Race Bannon, who I think was like uh, Johnny's father or mentor or something like that. So uh, that's coming out. So hopefully we'll see who's going to be starring uh, more in this movie. Yeah, um, I remember watching it as a kid. I wasn't huge on Johnny Quest, but... Haji! Haji. That was his buddy, right? Yeah, I just like saying that. Haji. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's Dog Bandit. All right, here's a little uh, I just stumbled upon. We're leaving Stanley. A New Zealand newspaper made the announcement of Stanley's death by say, um, on the cover of a newspaper saying, Spike Lee dies. And it's a picture of Stanley. What? <laughs> yeah, they confused Stan and Spike. Okay. Silly newspapers. Silly newspapers. Okay. All right. And quick it. Quick it. Did you see the trailer for Detective Pikachu? No. You did? You got to no. watch this thing. It's no. so funny. First of all, I didn't even know there was going to be a Pokemon slash Pikachu movie. Mm-hmm. And that was the first surprise. Second surprise was it's live action, except for obviously the Pokemons who are CGI. And third, do you know who's voicing Detective Pikachu? No. It's Ryan Reynolds. What? Oh, you have to see this trailer. Seeing Ryan Reynolds' voice come out of Pikachu's body is so surreal. <laughs> Wait, why do you keep calling him Detective Pikachu? Because that's the same in the movie. It's not called Pokemon. It's called Detective Oh, Pikachu. okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta watch the trailer, dude. It was pretty funny. Now, I'm not a Pokemon person. I don't know if I'll see this movie, but it was definitely funny. <laughs> it's definitely worth watching the uh, trailer. And it's it's basically a world where Pokemons are around and people interact with them and stuff like that. Okay. You know, it's, it's not like a weird thing, but yeah, Ryan Reynolds' voice coming out of Pikachu's body. Is, uh, <laughs> Wait, is he making a voice thing. or does it sound like Ryan Reynolds? No, it's it's just Ryan Reynolds. He's oh, not, that's no, funny. he's not doing like a kid voice or anything. Okay. <laughs> and I think that the, one of the plot lines of the story is that he's helping, I guess it's a kid, maybe a teenager out with something, but the teenager understands him. And okay. then they, they do a cutscene, he's like, when other people see him and he talks, Pikachu talks, all the, all the other people hear him goes, Pika Pika. Like he does something. <laughs> yeah. So, but when he's not, when, yeah, when the kid hears him, it's Ryan Reynolds. Gotcha. Yeah, so That's just think, just think Deadpool and Pikachu. <laughs> All right. All right. Alan, that's yep. quick hits. But that does not end the Week in Geek because Ellen's back and she's got a board game review. Take it away, Ellen. Hey, guys. It's Ellen from Geek Shanae Cafe. And I just got to tell you about this game that whenever I go and do a game show, this almost always slams down on the table. It's called Sushi Go. Have you guys ever heard of this? Yes. I have not. It is cool. Now, you don't need a big crowd. Maybe two to five. I'd say the sweet spot is about three. And it's a lightweight game. Doesn't take too much just to give you an idea, the kids pick up the rules before the grups do. Why um, is that? I have no idea. Maybe it's maybe we, we're taller and we have the air is thinner. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really interesting about this game is that I always start it whenever I teach. The first thing I said is, you ever gone to those malls where they have those sushi restaurants that have those carousels that the sushi just goes running by you and oh, you yeah. have to grab it as it goes by? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen one of those? Yeah. Sushi it's, boats sometimes. 
Yes. Well, what it is is that it's, it's the same way this game is played. What you do is you grab the sushi as it goes by. And what they do is they have a mechanic called drafting. For all you Magic the Gathering people and Seven Wonders would be familiar with, drafting means that you're going to have a handful of cards. You're going to pull the card that you want. Well, we'll get into all that stuff. But you pull the card you want, and then you pass your hand to the person to the left. It's called drafting. Okay. And so that simulates the carousel of you know moving sushi at the like at the restaurant. Oh. And so the game, the cards that you pull are basically you do some sort of a match. The cards are great at driving the game. Like you know, this is only one point. If you get three of these, this is worth ten point. Or I think that's the mashimi. Mashimo. I'm, I'm terrible. My Japanese is terrible. <laughs> the tempura, if you have two of those, that's 10 points or something to that effect. So it, the game... So wouldn't that make it tempura? When it comes around, you got the wasabi coming around. The wasabi is awesome because if you put the wasabi down first, you have to put it down more first. If one piece of nigiri comes by and you put it down on that wasabi, it is three times the score ah. of whatever that, that sushi is. So, highly recommended. Very easy to teach. Very easy to pick up, and it, it's a it gets played over and over again. It's very very popular. What's the play time? How long is this like a game play? Fifteen minutes. It it has oh, three rounds sweet. when you play it. It has three rounds. This is a, at the dinner table. This is fantastic. When I do teach these games, typically it's at a restaurant, and it's at the perfect. It's the perfect size to work around on a table during dinner. Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. So, so to win, you have the most. It's a point total game, basically. Yep, you do. Let's see. And there's just some certain mechanics. You, the, each sushi piece is worth an amount. They have a great guide, little cheat sheet on the back that tells you how to score. And like I said, you got three rounds, and the best of three rounds goes. The best is the pudding mechanic. I love the pudding mechanic. It, there's an all or nothing for you. You start, even the starting on the first round, all the way to the third round, you start collecting puddings. Now, everything else you reshuffle for each new round. But the puddings you leave aside the whole time until the end of the game. You either win six points or you lose six points. It's a big, it's a big game changer. It's a really good mechanic. Uh, so the puddings are the one that if if you want a, a game secret, go for the pudding. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's, that's a life secret too. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Eat dessert first. <laughs> yeah, this game I see all the time at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, and, this is uh, a must. It is a must. I promise you, pick this one up. You're gonna love it. There's also a Sushi Go Party of It edition. Mm-hmm. Comes with a board game, a few extra types of cards. Have not played that yet, but I like it because it's a nice lightweight game. Yeah, and you know, like not only is it lightweight, but it's it's relatively cheap. I mean, I think it runs like fifteen bucks, maybe ten to fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one. Yeah, yeah it's a little coffee one. Awesome. This score is pretty high on Board Game Geek as well. So I would put that for seven meeples out of ten. Do I have a meeple, meeple meter? Is that a good word? Ooh. Sure, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven meeples out of ten. So uh, you 
Go out and get yourself Made by Game Right. You have to get a copy. It must be in your grid. So it's a go-to. And I think next very interesting game that I'd like to do next is Guillotine. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. I like that. I like a little teaser that we have. Very nice. Yes. Uh, yes. You're going to like this one. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can say it. Alan, where are you going to, uh, you want to plug any appearances you're going to be having? Uh, I have two appearances, one this week and one next week. The first one is at Max and Irma's in McMurray, Pennsylvania. I have game day in Hickory Church in Hickory, Pennsylvania on the Sunday following. And the Tuesday after that, and I'm coming back to Max and Irma's, but this time I'll be in Washington. Oh. Mm-hmm. So right now it's a, I'm looking at another place as a, a bar that is a little bit farther from the house. Um, and these folks are a little more towards Uniontown. And, uh, and they want to try to see if they could do a singles night using board games. And I was like, wow, what a great opportunity because I have a lot of two-player games. And I thought that would be a really cool draw. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that really good. Good people talking and stuff like that. Yes, yes, because you'd be surprised. Because I, I was thinking about, I had this trend idea. You know, we have speed dating. I want to do game dating. Right. Well, that's a good idea. That's yeah. going to gonna work, right? Absolutely. Let's see, why not? <laughs> you can get competitive people together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys, as always. Okay, Ellen, thank you. That's Ellen. a cool game. Yeah. Yeah, and she teased... Um, guillotine. Yeah, guillotine, that looks good. Yeah. I'll look that up later. All right, so, Alan, thus ends board game news, <laughs> and thus ends another The Week in Geek. This is Alan signing off. And this is Jonathan saying... You stay classy wherever you are. Oh.